Namaskar, hello and welcome to Pigurus channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer and I am with the one and only Dr. Subramanian Swami and I happen to be in his office today and he was kind enough to give me the time to share his thoughts on the current state of Indo-US relations. Dr. Swami, Namaskar and welcome to Pigurus channel. Yes. Uh, Dr. Swami, can you kind of walk our viewers through how you see the Indo-US relations progressing given that there are so many gyrations, only European Commission CEO or Chairman, President, I don't know what the name is, but I could see that there was the equivalent of a red carpet welcome anywhere I saw in the NDMC and we saw her posters. Maybe it's par for the course, I don't know, but it, it felt certainly that you know India was really laying out the red carpet. Your thoughts on where Indian, India-US relations are headed, sir? No, Indians are great ones at laying out red carpets, you see, it's, uh, it means nothing. What we have to see is what's come out of it. Indo-US relationship is, um, is uh, in my opinion, one of the most uh, simple uh, subjects which have been complicated by sheer uh, uh, lack of honesty in dealing with each other. Uh, the the history, however, is that the United States of America has been uh, right from the time we were fighting the freedom struggle, uh, very sympathetic to the Indian peoples, despite their uh, close proximity to their in Britain. In World War Two, uh, Roosevelt, uh, after the Pearl Harbor. Uh, when he formed the uh, the triad, the triad or whatever, Russia and then Soviet Union, Britain and the United States. And of course, uh, ultimately for, uh, for China, uh, which later became Taiwan. I mean, but uh, because the communists took over after 1949. Uh, India was sought to be brought in by Roosevelt as one of the members who would have then been the, uh, the, uh, the original five and of course People's Republic of China coming in late in 1972 as the sixth. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, uh, to get back a little, uh, Roosevelt proposed that uh, in the uh, war the, uh, the three countries should now not only have China, but also have India. China was Shanghai Sheikh's China was brought in and it became part of the, um, the uh, group, uh, of the, the major group of, uh, of the war against the war. But India was Churchill objected, saying it's a colony, it's our colony, and we protest, we don't agree. Uh, we have no intention of giving them any freedom. They don't deserve freedom and all that, the usual thesis. Um, uh, after uh, India became independent in 1947, um, uh, in, in China, Taiwan, uh, the Shanghai government was overthrown in 1949 and, uh, and, the, and the communists took over. And the uh, United States expelled uh, or rather prevented the People's Republic of China taking the place of the Republic of China. But the Republic of China was also told that you are reduced to Taiwan and 
you know, it's, it's not going to be, you're not going to be a, uh, a, a country fit to occupy that chair. And I'm giving you this background to show you how far the Americans at one stage gone. So John Foster Dulles uh, called um, uh, the Indian ambassador who had died, happened to be Vijayalakshmi Pandit, and told her, please inform uh, the Prime Minister that we will replace uh, Taiwan with India. And India would be a permanent member with a veto. And lo and behold, they were shocked. We were all, and now in retrospect, because we have, I've learned this much later, were shocked that Jawaharlal Nehru said that this seat belongs to the People's Republic of China. And we can't take that seat. Uh, so, uh, the Amer Americans have no alternative but to keep the seat vacant and temporarily uh, Taiwan occupying it till it is decided who is the real China. In 1972, uh, the thought took place with Nixon and uh, Nixon anyway never liked India. So he replaced Taiwan with the uh, People's Republic of China. So India has been out of that not because of the United States, but because of the fact that Jawaharlal Nehru did it. And according to me, there are a few declassified documents, uh, uh, classified documents I saw as a minister. Jawaharlal Nehru did it at the insistence of uh, Joseph Stalin to not to accept it. And why he did it at the insistence of Joseph Stalin? Because, according to me, uh, this is a controversial subject, but I'll still give you my view. Um, Stalin disposed of Sebastian Bose to help uh, Jawaharlal Nehru to be uncontested in India. Otherwise, if he had allowed Sebastian uh, Bose to come to India, that would have been the end of Jawaharlal Nehru. So, all through this pro-Soviet attitude of ours, which is now being sought to con converted into pro-Russian, although Russia is a small part of Soviet Union. Um, the Indians have always, uh, because of Jawaharlal Nehru, and then the subsequent leadership being influenced by the KGB in one way or the other. I won't go to the extent of saying in what way they were influenced. But I'll say this KGP continued to play a major role in India in providing money to Indian politicians. All these are available in the Woodrow Wilson, um, uh, you know, uh, library and the Library of Congress. Uh, documents which the Americans photocopied in the KGB uh, uh, quarters, headquarters during the fall of the Soviet Union and Yeltsin coming in. President, which shows that a very large number of Indians were on the pay, uh, had received vast amounts of money from the Soviet Union over the years. And uh, so the bottom line was that we can't annoy the Soviet Union. And uh, within that framework, America, you know, is a fascinating place. It's a Indians want to go and study there and so on and so on. The kind of a, a normalized relationship, but not friendly relationship, not a 
uh, a friendship of uh, strategic value was there. Now, um, I would say that the Americans are not used to that. They wanted something from India to counter China, which is the now the again the norm that is becoming for America. Uh, there was a big period when Americans and the Chinese were one, you know, chummy chummy. See, but now uh, we, again that old situation is coming up. But at that time, they were quite anxious, so much so that John Kennedy, as president, told Jawaharlal Nehru that your atomic energy chairman has conveyed to our atomic energy chairman that India can explode the atom bomb any time when the political clearance comes for it. So he gave the information in 1963 that sometime next year China will become the first Asian country to be able to explode the atom bomb. In those days it was a matter of great prestige. Yes. And despite and said that you do it before them and that will give you an enormous support and we will see to it that you come into this security council as the sixth country. But Jawaharlal Nehru said, you know, this uh, peace is a passion. <laughs> all that rubbish, and we did not do it. But the Chinese in October 1964 exploded the bomb, and the whole attitude of the West changed, and the thawing with China uh, started at the cost of India. So, here, up to here, I'm telling you what it shows is the United States always wanted to be friendly with India, and it is our compulsion to be with the Soviet Union. It's not a, some great love. Of course, we adopted all their silly uh, five-year plans and gone and all flopped. It flopped in Russia also, it flopped in India also. Uh, and we couldn't exceed a three and a half percent rate of growth, which sneeringly the leftists, instead of owning up that this is what the Russian model is capable of, they called it the Hindu rate of growth. I'm sure you yes. heard of this phrase. It's an insult to the Hindus. I mean, insulting Hindus is something it was a, a plaything. It continues to this day. Yeah, even today. So, uh, now, uh, it's, um, there was a period when I was a minister, I dealt with the Americans. I found the Americans were true to what I always believed them to be. They were give and take people. You want something, give them something. If you uh, give them something, Better take something, otherwise they, they think you're, you are a, is a, you're a country bumpkin or an idiot, you see. And if you take something without giving something that they, that they want, then they think you're uh, you know, a rascal, you know, not worth being friends with. So this give and take thing I found when I told them that I will allow your, uh, your planes from Philippines to refuel in India, breaking our old policies on non-alignment, so-called, which was really Soviet alignment to the exclusion of alignment with everybody else. And then, you know, they could fly to Saudi Arabia. That refueling led them to give me what I wanted, namely, that time, $2 billion from the IMF. So, I have tested this. Today, we have reached a situation. 
Sir, um, may yeah. I interrupt you for just one yeah, yeah, sure. See, this uh, coal, uh, this fuel uh, refueling, you are in a very tender majority, wafer thin majority yeah. government. How did you manage the press? Those days, press was pretty open mm -hmm. from finding out that American planes were indeed landing and refueling and taking off. How did you manage the media then? Just by not caring. If you publish what you like, hmm. I care a damn. There were people nervous in my party, and there were many leftists also in my, uh, you know, in Chandrasekhar. One foot out, one foot in. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, one of the ways I threatened the leftists is I will shut down the uh, export of rice to China, uh, to mm. Russia. You know what that, that racket was? Yes. The Russians used to pay in rupees. We used to have rupees. Russians in, used to pay um, uh, in rupees the Basumati price yeah. for what they wanted for cattle, which mm. is uh, farmer rice. Mm. <laughs> so the difference, uh, they divided for KGB operations in India oh. and uh, for the other communists. Not commies only, congressmen. Oh, okay. Uh, Left-leaning congressmen. <laughs> Even they were got up. <laughs> so, anyone who wanted money, mm. they were ready to give. So, I'm, uh, what I'm saying is, how did I get away with it? I told Chandrasekhar, we will have to default. Your finance minister, he had uh, finance minister, I said, he's a dummy, he's more interested in getting Hollywood, uh, Bollywood actresses to come to visit him than, uh, you know, the IMF. And anyway, the, the, the world, everybody knew I had I held the power because without me, Rajiv Gandhi would not have supported Chandrasekhar. And therefore, they gave me that, you know, they are clever enough to understand this and so they gave me the maximum. And I was American educated, that to Harvard educated. And so, you know, there's all put together and that I was anti-communist was being established over there. Thing, and the communists hated me, that was also known. So that gave me a lot of leeway with the Americans. And uh, so there was nothing, in a, I, I, it produced the results. It was saved uh, default. So that's how we got over it. Today, yes. we have reached a new stage. And that is what we should know. Our country had reached an agreement with China in 1996, thanks to Nasimha Rao and of course my assistance. I had been in 1981 to China and made friends with Deng Xiaoping who opened the Kailash Mansarovar, created a tremendous atmosphere for throwing. And we decided to formalize it by removing the uh, border issue to a uh, a processed uh, long-term uh, solution. I said, whatever you have just now, you keep. Whatever we have, we keep. And uh, we draw a line, uh, uh, the line of actual control. And uh, on that basis, we say, till we come to a final conclusion, uh, neither this land is yours, nor this land is mine, then we will argue all that we'll settle down and, and negotiate. That was the idea. Then Nasimha Rao lost the election and the whole momentum went and after that it just became a ritual. Uh, 
Now the question is that the Chinese have violated this mutually agreed line and crossed into India. And this after Narendra Modi has met Xi Jinping 18 times one to one either in India or in, in China. And he doesn't seem to have had a clue or the Chinese uh, uh, you know, cheated him. They thought, probably thought he was not well versed in foreign affairs. He was only interested in the hype and all that. They gave him a lot of hype. But they crawled in, took over Debsang. Now Debsang is the route we do take to go to uh, uh, Siachen. And Siachen is, uh, you know, a snow, snow, snowbound thing which slips down to Pakistan. So the Pakistanis can't come up very easily, you see. Uh, so it's very crucial for us and I must say to the credit of, uh, of uh, Rajiv Gandhi, he actually sent the army and took over forcibly Siachen, which was there at that time nobody was occupying it, but they, he took it over. It was, it was considered as an um, uh, anti-market. It's a very hostile environment. Yeah, very hostile. That is now under threat from the Chinese because they have taken over Debsan. Galwan, our chaps, climbed up against the orders of the military and barehanded, they followed that protocol, there will be no, uh, right. no firepower. Barehanded, they kill, you know, killed 20, uh, their hours got 20 killed. There's some people even say 113, I think in one of your yes. uh, channels, uh, one of your shows, right. uh, some Chinese came yes. and said, uh, yeah. uh, who was, who is now, uh, not with the mainland China. Uh, he had said 113 or something. Yes, like yes, that. yes, yes. So, uh, you know, uh, what bravery. That also we have given up. And the Chinese have now built a bridge across the Pangong which makes it very easy for them to come and capture. Very soon they may. Uh, the Chushul Airport, which is the only all-weather airport we have in Ladakh. All this while the Prime Minister says nobody is coming. So, uh, the Americans are puzzled. I am the only one in India who is openly attacking China. I don't need to, I was their friend. But I had told them very frankly, you have taken our land which was mutually agreed as ours. And you have done it clandestinely. Now they gave broad hints, no, no, the Prime Minister was told in advance, no, I can't believe all that propaganda unless I see something in writing that the Prime Minister has agreed to, Muslim Modi has agreed to it. But so, now the Americans feel with our manpower and our strategic positioning, because Tibet is to be crossed by the Chinese if they want to uh, really wage a war with India. We are in a position where we can drive the Chinese to across into Tibet. Crossing into Tibet we don't have to do, but we can make them cross. Because all this terrain, we have the advantage. So the Americans feel that you should uh, be with them. They will give you the weapons. They, we don't need their manpower. We got more manpower than them. So on that basis, they want to build a a solid Indo-US relationship where they can give us weapons at dirt cheap prices. And that is why Quad was formed. 
But I will say on your on your channel that Narendra Modi has an inexplicable uh, silence uh, on this whole issue as far as uh, going with the Americans and against China. And very often our people are such simpletons. They say Russia has been our historic friend. They have always stood up for us. Where have they stood up for us? Even in Bangladesh. They, would, uh, they told uh, Mrs. Gandhi, and this is recorded, and General Jacob, who led the uh, conquest of uh, Dhaka, they said, you cannot obliterate uh, East Pakistan and bring in Bangladesh. You have to stop short of Dhaka and negotiate a peace for the Bengalis, but not Bangladesh. These are all on the record. And where, when have the Soviets really done? They gave you a lot of weapons, but we paid for it. We paid for all the weaponry we got, of course, in rupees. But that suited them. They wanted rupees to spend in India. So, uh, the key uh, point today is on Indo-US relations. Are you willing to accept the mandate to fight China and whatever hardware you need for that, the Americans commit as part of the Indo-US friendship to whatever you ask for, F-35. And they can't say this is for, uh, this is not for warfare in the hills and all. No. I want my weapons for Indian Ocean. I want my weapons for the plains. I want weapons for the mountains. And if the Americans are going to give you that, so that you take the decision not to go and invade China, but to evict China from your own territory. And of course, that means you also can evict them from outside chain. Are you willing to you put in your... And you have already demonstrated that the Indian soldiers are far more brave and far more uh, astute than Chinese. You see, Chinese problem is they have this one child per family. So if you have one son, that's the, you know... We all and, you can, and they go there, you... You compulsorily, uh, uh, you know, um, recruit them uh, and then send them to the frontier and they get killed, that's it, you know, then uh, uh, for old age there's nobody. They are also like us, you know, their family depends on right. their sons, you see. So, I think we are making a big mistake in not grasping the hand of the Americans in return for modernizing our government. He says the Russians give us arms. What arms they give? S-400. S-400, uh, the entire electronics in it is, is Chinese. And the Chinese always get first preference. Right now they have said, no, no, because of war we can't give you any S-400. And of course there is a question in my mind, I'll put it to you in P-Gurus, that, uh, you know, it was, there, there were some um, commissions that were paid. I don't know who they, I mean, I'm not in a position to document who got it. And uh, so you're not able to say no to the Russians because they have now got you. The Chinese have got you because they have got the Russians. The whole world knows that the Russians are the junior partners of China because they depend on Chinese money. We rescued, thanks to me, uh, Sri Lanka. Otherwise, they would have become another junior partner. 
All the present problem is because the Chinese are demanding all that money and they don't have and then they made some policy mistakes on agriculture and so on, it's all compounded. Aggravated, yeah. yeah. So, um, if somebody were to say, Americans are difficult people, we can't go to them, that's nonsense. You have your commitment to Russians, which is, uh, which is not a healthy one, those commitments. And you have their, their masters, their senior partner in possession of your land in violation of the agreements made in the 1990s. So what do you do? And you got the Indian Ocean, which the Chinese have been itching to find some access. They nearly got Sri Lanka, but now we have reversed that thanks to the Rajapakshas. Uh, and, uh, um, and then there's Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, all want India to be the, to lead the anti-Chinese front. But we are not willing to take that because of obscure reasons, to put it gently. And um, I think um, um, now the Americans are getting exasperated. And I hope they don't do something which, which will hurt India. Uh, because they have, in this Ukraine matter, it is a democratic country. And they had disarmed themselves. They even had shut down their uh, nuclear reactors. And uh, they could have produced, they had, in fact, when it was part of Soviet Union, they had uh, the largest share to contribute for nuclear weapons. And we can't take a stand. We can't say no. This is, a, we, you know, to satisfy domestic criticism. They say, oh, no, no, we are giving this a relief, that relief, we have evacuated all the. The fact is that the Americans now realize we, that the Russians have a uh, vice like grip on India and they will not do anything and at the moment the Americans are just playing down the rhetoric except saying you know on this question of uh, human rights and all that uh, which uh, you know and, and then of course the present administration the United States is left wing and they don't like our Hindutva too bad for them but uh, the fact is that they don't like it so they, we can have some compensatory value uh, which for which the Americans will very quickly forget, like they have forgotten uh, for all these years the treatment of Muslims in Xinjiang. They <laughs> don't say a word about it. You <laughs> see? So, uh, I, well, in short, I'll conclude and then you can, you can give your point of view, you can have a discussion. In short, there's never been a more appropriate uh, occasion for Indo-US bonding to take on China than now. The entire morality is with us, the strategic value is with us, and uh, it also will pave the way for India to become a member, permanent member, the sixth member of the United Nations. And Americans can do that. And I know when we were in, uh, for a brief while in government, just because I, I said they should be allowed to refuel, they even went to the extent of wanting us to be brought in here, brought in there. They, they were our big advocates. So we should use that American soft power too. They have a hard power, but they have a soft power too. And that 
many of our Indians have now benefited by education with the now the cyber warfare techniques, uh, you know, electronics, so many things the Americans can give us if they if we are with with them as a partner. And this is the most appropriate time. Dr. Swami, the uh, what you're presenting is a very uh, practical and workable feature. Now, can India also say, okay, we will do this, but in addition, you recognize POK and Aksai Chin as part of India. See, always see what it is, is like, what kind of a political capital can I, you know, draw from this. Sometimes what happens, Dr. Swami, is like you said, you know, there are so many Russo fields that India has. So you need to tell them, look, I got this plus this and this. Why can't India bargain like that? It's a very simple thing. Recognizing somebody's right is, is an easy thing. I would say that as a practical man who has dealt with the Americans at one stage, even officially, there is something you must give them first before you can ask something so substantive. If they recognize that POK is part of Kashmir and Kashmir is an integral part of India because of Accession Act and all uh, that. Accession, uh, yeah, the 1935 British, uh, British India Constitution. We can have a secret agreement. At first we agree, mm -hmm. then you bring in all these weapons. And then, once you're satisfied, we are now a serious partner with China, against China. I think the Americans also find it easier to sell it to their people. Yeah. So, at that time, you can make a, you should have some assertive power on your own public. I mean, I can't bribe them. I want something for my strategic uh, arrangement. Whatever the criticism, I must do it. I, by the way, in those days, I was criticized very heavily. That was sold out to Sharad Pawhan. Of course. It was in the forefront. <laughs> He's the one who leaked it to the press also. But I said, he said, Chandrasekhar said, this, is, uh, this coalition is Swami and uh, Rajiv Gandhi. You talk to both of them. They, all the leftists went to Rajiv Gandhi. Mm. So Rajiv Gandhi kept asking me, how long do you, is this going to go on, this refueling? I said, it's going to stop within the one week. So, yeah. yeah. It was only 100 hours. 100 hours, that yeah, was it. That's it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, it got over. Then he said, no, no, our... <laughs> he went to... Rajiv Gandhi went to Russia, Soviet Union, to meet Gorbachev to explain. He instead was called, told him, give me, contact Mr. Uh, Chandrasekhar and ask him please to recommend me to the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> this is the official record. And poor Rajiv Gandhi looked, uh, you know, he just drew a blank. Then he came uh, to Iran. Iran said same thing. Oh, the Indians, uh, they, they are now treating us like fellow Shia brothers. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, these are, there are ways on which you can, uh, you know, soften these, uh, uh, thing, these things. So I think we should tell the Americans the people of India, that we are very short weapons and because of this uh, Ukraine war, uh, the Russians have shut down all the weapons we should be getting at this time. And uh, therefore, and they, you know, we need, and the Russians are very good friends of the uh, Chinese, if you don't want to say they are junior partners. 
and even uh, when the Chinese came to in, into India clandestinely, the Russians told us it is just a routine. Yes. Uh, you know, we have uh, dealt it drill. at length in one of our hangouts. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, April 28th. That's right. Yes. There was a lady officer. We transferred them uh, her out and rebuked her. She was the first one to tell us that yes. these people have already come across and they are preparing to take over the whole of Ladakh. So, I think uh, uh, we should not be driven by the masses. There should be occasions when you must leave the masses. And uh, it's a question of explaining. If you have a accreditation or a, or a reputation for being an independent person who can tell anybody anything, like myself, then uh, you, you tell them, no, you wait. This will also help us in Kashmir, it will also help us in, in the United Nations, all this. But we can't do it all overnight, but at the moment we are getting the weapons we need most of all, the most modern weapons of the world, to deal with China. And people are not pressing it further. Thank you so much, Dr. Swami. As always, every conversation with you is a new revelation. There are quite a few revelations in this episode. Viewers, please like, share and subscribe to our channel. We really need your support. And also don't forget to click on the bell button. Namaskar, sir. <laughs>